It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hey, guys, we are back, and you're probably wondering what the hell we're doing coming to you on a Tuesday, but surprise, we are going to have an extra credit episode, so you're going to get your extra credit this week. Uh, And so, you know, we thought it would be fun to kind of release uh, an extra credit episode because we had such an amazing interview with Bachelor star uh, Katie Morton. So she also went by like Katie Mo. I feel like everyone called her. Um, She was on Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor and she was also on Bachelor in Paradise Uh, And we had such a wonderful time talking to her and she was really, really gracious with her time. So we actually talked for over an hour and we thought it would be awesome to just release the whole interview because it was so great and give you guys a special episode. Yeah, I mean, we talked about all things Bachelor Nation, of course, and some behind the scenes from her recent appearance in the prom musical on Netflix. Plus, she dished out the deets about her breakup with Chris on Bachelor in Paradise and also gave us some little spillage of Heather Martin's soon-to-be arrival on Matt's season. And also for all you Love Island fans, because we feel like you know, they mix here and there. We also dapple into some Love Island lingo. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Yeah, honestly, the Love Island lingo was probably my favorite part because Jill and I are huge Love Island fans. And when she started saying Love Island lingo, we like died. So you will hear all of that. And uh, we want to thank Katie so much for her time. It was absolutely awesome talking to her and getting to know her a little bit better. And we hope you guys enjoy the interview. We are so excited to have another guest on our podcast this week. She was on Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise season six. She is now a dog mom to her pup bear and showing off her dance chops on TikTok. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Katie Morton. Uh, hey guys, thanks. <laughs> I, I love that I'm introed as Bear's mom because honestly, he should be the famous one, you know. So cute. He's adorable. <laughs> like full fame. He should actually be like from like full A-lister. That's Bear. <laughs> yes. He's adorable. I love it. Oh my goodness. So we are obviously college podcast. Uh, we're in our last, about to start our last semester at Ithaca College. So we always like to start with some sort of college-related story. And we know you, you went to Louisiana State University um, and that you've been a dancer your whole life. So can you tell us like how your experience was being on the dance team at Louisiana State? Oh my gosh. Wow. It was so much fun, but so grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you know, it was so, I did it on a whim. I, I wanted to be a part of a winning team because I'm very competitive. <laughs> I, um, since I'm from Orlando or Oviedo, I was watching, I always go to the dance team world champ, national and world championships at wide world of sports. And I saw them win the national championship in 2010. And I was like, that's it. I'm <laughs> there. And I also, this sounds so dorky of me, but I was the biggest like spirit dork in high school <laughs> I was on yearbook staff but I really was school spirited and like didn't <laughs> want 
I was truly, like truly school spirit. Like I look back and I'm like, damn, Katie, what was happening? But <laughs> I swear, I was like, I need to go to a school with a lot of spirit. <laughs> LSU, you walk in there and people, not even spirit, it's like they have school spirit, which turns into pride as an alumni. And growing up, I noticed like a lot of when parents would have like these football like, I don't know, like UF or Florida parents or Florida state parents would have these football games on Saturday and they would invite all these people. Like I always saw it as a way to bring people together, like having the pride of a team. And my parents are so great, but they went to really, really small schools. Mm -hmm. So they weren't like, there was nothing really on a Saturday we that would bring us together. So I wanted something to be able to later on in my life, bring my family together. So I was like, I have to go to a school, a school spirit and like crazy alumni. And that yeah. mix the dance team mixed with the fact that LSU fans are absolutely nuts <laughs> was what sold me. And then, yeah, um, being on the dance team, I made all my best friends. So that was a bonus. So fun. That's yeah, awesome. I, remember, I remember when I was like looking at schools that was like, I wanted school spirit. And then I ended up going to school with D3 sports. So <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> Literally. Like there was a, at one point it was between LSU and um, Savannah College of Art and Design. So, okay. so yeah, at one point I was looking at Savannah College of Art and Design and then I was like, Katie, <laughs> you have so much school spirit this might not do well for you. Like it would, I was doing photography and like graphics. So I'm like, that, that would be great for your creative edge, but honestly take it up as a hobby. Don't spend the money on the private school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. go, go for school spirit. <laughs> yeah. That school is super small. I actually like walked past it in Savannah when I was there and I was like, Oh, this is like a school. <laughs> yeah. walked past it. Like that was it. Yeah. No, one, street. Like, one street. It's like, boom. Oh, there it was. Okay, we that was it. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was going on like tours, I didn't even tour LSU to be honest. I went, my I put on full hair and makeup in the car. <laughs> my mom drove 12 hours to the audition for the dance team. I made it and then I was like, shit, I must apply. <laughs> I I didn't apply, guys. So let's hope I get in because That's so funny. I'm on the dance team now. Well, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, it was a big difference going to the, going to see Savannah College of Art and Design, which is really, really nice school, but so tiny to LSU. Totally different schools. Yeah. Yes. Completely opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So before going on to the show and everything, what was happening in your life and what were your like initial career aspirations? So before going on the show... I was a dancer, or I still am a dancer. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we're TikToking. So <laughs> I have been a professional dancer since I was about 11. But um, I was also in medical sales at the time because when I got to LA, I was really fearful of um, not being able to book out dance jobs consistently. Mm -hmm. Although I, I did, but I was still scared. And I was like, you know what? use that degree for something, sis. <laughs> don't pay all that money and don't use that degree for, for something. I mean, right. if you don't use your degree, honestly, no one cares at this point anymore. But like I, at the time and in my head, I was like, just go ahead and use it. If you can just make money on the side, at least. So I had a medical sales 
I took it for granted how hard it is to get into because I had friends that were just in it. All my friends I had just recently met in LA when I got there, all of them were in medical sales. So I just kind of got grandfathered into medical sales, had no idea it was so hard to get into. So I was really lucky on getting my first job there. And then I just, then it was easy. Like if you're young, you're in LA, you talk to people, medical sales is going to be a pretty easy job for you mm-hmm. or if you're organized, whatever. But I was like, then we all just, we just all had a bond and we're doing it. So I was doing medical sales then and dancing. And then um, I was actually watching The Bachelor one day. It was 4th of July. It was like, was I watching Paradise? It had to have been Paradise. I was what? What was I watching? Maybe a rerun. But I know it was, I know it was The Bachelor because I was like talking about it with my friend and a Bachelor casting director slid into my DMs and I thought they were drunk because it was 4th of July. I know it was 4th of July. And maybe there were no seasons on, but I know we were watching it. And I was like, I think this person's lying. And my friend was like, oh no, I know who that is. They really are a bachelor casting director because LA is, although it has 12 million people, it's seemingly so small. Yeah. How do you, okay, anyway. And so he was like, yeah, no, she probably drunk at 4th of July, but she wants you to come. So she wanted me to come in on Monday. She's like, are you interested in the bachelor? I'm like, no, I guess maybe like never say never. Right. So then I said, sure. And she was like, come in on Monday. I'm like, is she serious? Is this a joke? where is like what's this address am I gonna get taken like I don't know what's gonna happen I'll be in on Monday and I did an initial interview and then it just kind of I did one more interview after that and that was it so that's where I was sitting on the couch watching some (laughs) of the bachelor and someone slid into my dms and it was it was a girl girl casting director she was like what's up so quick yeah (laughs) that's crazy medical sales and dancing and then bachelor and then yeah and then I asked my job if I could leave for a month which never goes down well <laughs> like hey guys would you mind would you mind not like keeping me on this payroll <laughs> like, can we work yeah. this out and they were actually really gracious and let me but then going on bachelor in paradise they were like you can't do this to us again mm. gotcha yeah, I get it yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. That's so cool that they like reached out to you because I feel like a lot of the people we've talked to like applied themselves. Um, yeah, yeah and I never thought to apply. Actually, I was in a long relationship, long, long since high school. And then when I got out of that, I just focused on work and I got out of it when I had moved to LA. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of focusing on work and meeting new people. And like when you're in that long of a relationship, you're like kind of learning how to rebuild your life. Right. I have to figure out how I am by myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of I was already had kind of just gotten into that and was getting comfortable with that. And then the bachelor kind of came through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. And in terms of being on Colton's season, is there anyone um, on his season that like you still keep in touch with or um, any like friends that you made from that season? Yeah, I'm actually really close with Demi still. And um, I still stay in touch with Heather and Hannah G as well. Colton season from actual bachelor. I cannot forget to mention that I talk to Angela almost every day. (laughs) (laughs) One time I'm so used to talking about just my season and saying Demi and Heather. And I even talked to Kerpa too, like Kerpa and Sydney every so often. But 
I one time did a podcast and was like, oh yeah, I talked to Demi and Hannah and Angela was like, are you embarrassed of me? (laughs) (laughs) God, I forget that we were, I forgot how we actually met because she came on Paradise for such a short stint. Mm -hmm. Was she on? Like grew. She was on Paradise season six and then she was on Nick's season and she got eliminated night one. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so right. Yes, but she was on Paradise. I think she was on Paradise season five as well. Okay. She's on two Interesting. Paradise, yeah. Paradise, another Paradise, I think. I think. Yeah, she was. And then, yeah, so she was on my season shortly of Paradise and, or like towards the end. Yeah. We became friends and we talk almost every day. So I can't yeah. mention Angela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angela. <laughs> I Angela. She's yeah. so great. We're so close. And Demi as well. Hannah and Heather. Do you have any, we know that Heather makes an appearance on Matt's season. Do you have any behind the scenes knowledge (laughs) of what goes down? All I know, well, not all I know. What I will say (laughs) is that I feel like the girls are so, so catty this year. What the hell? I thought we (laughs) passed the bullying phase. Like, I thought everyone knew that bullying isn't cool. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. but there's still somehow people being just so mean and at this point it used to be that people were mean just because they're insecure about something I'm watching people be mean almost joyfully Mm. I'm like why does this seem like people seem to be mean not to say everyone's gonna be mean to Heather but I'm just saying right people seem to not be very nice out of like either like attention or power it seems like it's coming from somewhere else other than insecurity it almost seems mm. like a place of like wanting to be powerful or seen or something that's my that's the vibe I'm getting yeah it was almost like one person said something and then everyone just decided to join in together I mean not everyone but there not was everyone, people but, it, but right that's it we're gonna all pounce on this and I feel like in the past people are I mean yeah it could still come from an insecurity but this is like bringing me back I don't know it just seems really mean does it not no it's it's petty drama it feels like high school middle school drama (laughs) I'm like what I thought we were all okay were we not okay (laughs) that's how I feel every time I'm watching I'm like are we we're we're still doing this okay yeah yeah all I wanted to say is like I feel like people aren't very nice but I will say about Heather I mean I'll say that like Matt still has great reviews. Everyone that I know that has met Matt has only said good things about him. Yeah. I mean, he seems like an amazing guy. So Mm -hmm. no, for sure. And I I slightly missed what you were saying before, but I know it was about the girls being super catty. And I feel like last night was just brutal for Sarah. Oh gosh. And Sarah, I've met Sarah before actually. Oh really? Yeah. Before the bachelor. I've only met her once, but she was so sweet. We got along really well. I'm forcing myself not to say Love Island terms because I've been <laughs> Love Island UK and I just want to say we got on proper well. We got she was well nice. Say it. We're we big Love Island fans. Love Love Island. Oh, thank God. Because I'm yes. binging it. And the reason I keep pausing is because I keep trying not to literally talk like I'm in the villa. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. Go for it. We Oh my God, we love talking in British accents. When we're back in school, like her household does it all the time. All the time. It's 
Amazing. I was like, I keep saying like, I like, yeah, like in the villa, she's being like mad muggy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so muggy. <laughs> so good. I so love good. it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's where my head's at. <laughs> All right. Love, love that. <laughs> yeah, so we love some Love Island. Too good. Um, on a more positive note, what is your favorite memory from being a part of the Bachelor franchise? Oh my gosh. I freaking love being a part of the franchise. I love all the friendships that you do make. I loved on my season, us being in Thailand. I will tell you there was a moment in time where it was poetic. Like it should have been a music video. I swear me and Kerpa were out in the ocean. The ocean was like too, like right above our knees. The water was not too cold. The sun was setting. It was like the most beautiful sunset the rain was pouring on us all of a sudden we're out there and it starts raining like oh my gosh it was like me and kerpa were in our own version of like the notebook (laughs) (laughs) and i was standing in front of kerpa a little bit like slightly so i could see everything with like no obstruction of it was almost like i was there alone and then i turned around to kerpa and i go we are so lucky and she just like nodded her head and we just both like looked out for like probably five to ten more minutes just standing (laughs) in the staring and then we, and then a big, huge tree, like, came up a tree. Yeah. It was a big, it didn't have the top of the tree, but I, I felt like I was a gladiator for a second. This is very dramatic. I'm just dramatic. But, like, I took the tree out of the water and, like, carried it out. Like, I was carrying out, like, a person. I carried it out and, like, threw it on the ground. Like, this is, it's all while it's raining, okay? And, oh, my gosh. And, and then, like, I looked at Kerpa and we were just, like, taking, <laughs> it's crazy. We're just like taking it in, but that was one of the best moments that I'll, I remember from Thailand. I was like, this is the most beautiful place on earth. What's going on? It was as if we weren't on The Bachelor. There were no mics. There were no producers. No one was pounding us. No one was asking us questions. We were just pure happiness. And then that's what kind of bonded me and her both. Bear. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. That's okay. Not people. They're probably home. Oh, there's a husky outside. He hates that dog. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Oh, my goodness. He's adorable. Oh, my goodness. What kind of a dog is he? He's a mutt. <laughs> he's, um, <laughs> he's a poodle shih tzu chihuahua terrier mix. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. That's cool. My sister has a golden doodle, so I. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he. I feel like he just looks like a tiny little golden doodle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. so cute. <laughs> He's not real. I swear. I might be his mom and biased, but like, he looks like a teddy bear. He really does. It's the perfect name. Yeah. That's not real life. So, so cute. cute. So so cute. Okay, so all right. Back. You're fine. No worries. Thailand. And then there were just, I feel like every time we were not mic'd, we had the most fun. But that's honestly because, and it's a shame people don't get to see that. I do, I did say this like about Love Island. It would be so much nicer if you guys could, I feel like you guys would get everyone's personalities more if it were daily. <laughs> yes. The fact that Love Island is every day, I'm like, oh, you actually get to see everything. Mm hmm. And Bachelor, since you get to see it, like, they're filming 24-7. 
they have to kind of show collectively like 25 people's different people's visions (laughs) in two hours or less and what like you don't even get to see any of the cool stuff that happens like I feel like in Love Island like you get to see stuff that might not have mattered but matters ultimately like it collectively adds up to to mattering Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure and you yeah. still miss stuff in Love Island. Like you still miss when Molly talks to Tommy in the very beginning. <laughs> you still don't on some conversations. How did that even happen? You're so confused. Literally. Generally, you can see them in the corner talking. Like on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't see you ever have a chat. Not yep. a proper chat anyway. Yeah, <laughs> right. <not> proper chat. <laughs> so I, I feel like you the moments you don't see, there's a lot of good ones. Like me and Hannah G, we used to like wrap in the bathtub while doing our makeup. <laughs> bathtub naked in an empty bathtub with the mirrors on the on the tub. That was confusing. That's fun. <laughs> while doing our makeup. <laughs> and yeah, we all had fun times, honestly. That's and awesome. Paradise, whenever you're in the pool, that's the most fun, but you can't have a mic on. Yeah, those were fun times too, the pool. Yeah. Picking, whenever you would like pick fun at each other and like you finally get to know each other enough to where you can kind of like pick fun, not Mm -hmm. pick fun and like be funny. Those are the moments you don't see that I think are the best ones. Like when you finally are, know someone or you feel like they're, they're endearing enough for you to like say something like John Paul Jones, like, why are you doing that? Like we know him enough to call him out now. You don't get to see those points like how I'm going to compare it directly Tommy why can't you make a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) why why did you give her a piece of bread with mayo and ketchup (laughs) those are the things that you don't see happen like what people order like Mm -hmm. what actually says a lot about a person Mm -hmm. like you don't get to see what people like order like the people's little weird nuances that make Mm -hmm. them you just see what they think or like the high emotional situations and mm-hmm. it's not as like fun that makes me love love island so much <laughs> right yeah yeah that's so true and in terms of like what people would <laughs> what was your go to order for food and drink paradise every morning for breakfast oh mine actually doesn't say too much i ordered egg whites with avocado and hot sauce with a piece of toast sometimes for breakfast in paradise. But listen, that was paradise. And I was like, I gotta be in a bathing suit every single day. Like, gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) I don't wanna feel bloated. It's not about, I think all bodies are good bodies, but I don't like feeling yucky when it's hot as hell outside. Mm, Yeah. I wanna just be like drinking Gatorade the entire day because it was freaking hot. Um, I also ordered a lot of fruit. Again, it was hot. Mm-hmm. We all ordered crispy French fries and pizza at the end of the night. Pizza. Me and Demi still talk about the Paradise cheese pizza. <laughs> Literally a pizza from Paradise. I don't understand what it was, but something about that cheese pizza really got me. And I don't, I don't, I'm not the person that's like, let's order a pizza. Not for any reason other than I just forget pizza exists. Paradise pizza was so good. I'd be like, I can't go to bed yet until we get pizza. So we would get pizza at night or crispy. That sounds amazing. Um, Uh, At The Bachelor, 
Oh, the first three weeks we were in America. So we cooked, I would cook like salmon. I really enjoyed being, I was like more of the chef of the house. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like there was a few people that shared that role, like me, Sydney, Courtney, I think another person also did, but, um, and then when we went to Asia, everyone's whatever people normally eat went out the window because they were like, that would have been funny things to see us being like, what is on this buffet? (laughs) Right we all found out we're obsessed with I love passion fruit and then I ate a lot of fried rice oh and oh um Tom Tom Ka the coconut soup oh that sounds good good and me and Demi found a place in Sherman Oaks that has the same soup and we would like we'll order it oh that's awesome yeah so good Sometimes it's just all in the food, guys. It is. Honestly, all the big foodies over here. So we love hearing about the food. Yeah, like I feel like we should know. We should know whether or not like Matt is able to cook because it really changed my perception on Tommy when he brought out the piece of bread with must with with mayo and ketchup and hard cheese. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matt is probably like shuffing it up in the kitchen. Like yeah. I feel like I could see him. He, he can't have something that's teaching kids about food and not know a lick about food. Right. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At the very least has to know something. Tommy couldn't put a bag of tea in his, in the cup. <laughs> that killed me. He was like, do it for me, bro. Do it for me, please. I know this isn't Love Island, podcast, but. Yeah. It's okay. We love Love Island. So funny. So yeah. Fun. We're it's big fans of Love Island. <laughs> that's so funny. So your people that are listening to your podcast if they like the bachelor they would also like love island so it's not it's not off brand no, no. all so reality dating shows are great so <laughs> <laughs> i'm hooked yeah it is so so good um so we wanted to ask in terms of your time on paradise um obviously for you and chris it ended in an engagement um we wanted to ask like what that experience was like because it was obviously so public and televised um, and like how that kind of was for you. Um, I'm going to say this in the most positive way it can, because I feel like I've gone past it. It's like, or this is probably good because I'm now looking at it almost as like an outsider from myself or like the self that I was in or the position I was in. I will one never settle <laughs> It really taught me a lot about what I don't want, what I can't accept. And I think I, I don't give excuses for people anymore. Like, uh, however, like Chris isn't some evil monster, but I, there was a point where he was very sick and I did give a lot of excuses or make a lot of excuses for the way he treated me, not necessarily like he was abusive or anything, but just like the way he was reacting to me, I blamed it a lot on sickness when really, oh, that's just his personality. Like, I just don't like it. Like that part of that is on me. Part of it is on him because he also, there was both faults in the perception we had of the relationship that it was and that we were kind of in. But um, yeah, I just can't settle in all honesty. And so I ultimately was like, I got to go. And it was nice because it was nice later because after I just had so much pressure, I felt, or at least I put on myself from the public. Like I had felt, I had, I had felt so much guilt for even expressing my feelings on stage, but then 
later, I was like, fuck it. That's how I felt. That's exactly what was going on. Wasn't treating me very well. Wasn't being very nice. And good guy, great friend to others, wasn't being nice to me. And that's okay. I got to go. That doesn't like, that's just how it is. And um, after that, I felt so much guilt and I felt like I was getting attacked a lot on the internet. And so I hated it. And I stayed like a little recluse in my apartment forever. And then me and Demi were like both in the same position, pretty much both feeling severely, just so down, probably the lowest I've ever been in my life. And we were like, we're going to make a bucket list. <laughs> mm-hmm. LOL 2020 because <laughs> our bucket list did not. <laughs> yeah. But we did get to go to Italy. We were like, we're making a bucket list. We're going to Italy first. Yeah. I'm glad we went hard first because then we didn't get to go to anything after really. Right. And so Demi really helped, but it was really tough because honestly, I, I look back and there's parts of me that were immature in the sense that I'm pretty self-aware, but the immature parts of me were the parts that cared so much about what people thought. Like I care, even to this day, I sense myself like protecting Chris and he was an ass. Like that's the truth. Yeah. He is a great family man. Great to his family. Great to his friends wasn't great to me. He just wasn't. He was an asshole. So that is what it is. But I was so afraid of even saying that because all I I didn't want him to get any hate. But in me being afraid of saying the truth and how it was and how I felt, I got just as much hate because I I low key threw him under the bus instead of just being like, that's the shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is what it is. And so for that, I had some regrets because I was like, honestly. Um, take a look at what you really want and this isn't it and take a look at it sooner as opposed to try and make it work like you don't have to make it work no one said that this is no just go Mm -hmm. Um, that's my feelings on that but I had other than that like I had a really good time in paradise I know that it ended up so bad but honestly I learned a lot Mm -hmm. and I know full-heartedly like what I will never ever accept what I want but I think it's because he had a lot of the boxes mm. it made it me realize so much how important it is to know what you don't want mm. because mm. someone can have all those freaking boxes they can have like you have 10 boxes they have all 10 family man has got a job is like does this ha- loves adventure I don't know you can have mm. all the boxes but if he has five boxes of things you absolutely can't stand and don't want this is not gonna work this is like <laughs> This is the mm-hmm. so yeah it I definitely learned a lot about that which I'm thankful for and it's such a good mm-hmm. thing at the end of the day yeah yeah wow definitely. that's some good advice too I feel like for for people listening who might be in like similar situations yeah and you know it's like don't feel bad also don't hold on to something that you know ultimately like people do ask me about this a lot in the in my dms um about like emptying your tank because I know I said that on TV, like I was not filling my own tank. That's my fault. That's not Chris's fault. However, there, I didn't get any support to really fill my own tank. I wasn't getting, I was just getting depleted. I was getting depleted from multiple different angles for multiple different reasons. It is my job to fill my own tank. Yes. And you absolutely should. And I 
think that you should get to know yourself more and like make sure you have your routine and you have your things. And once the relationship starts, once you're not communicating well and multiple other things, like the relationship starts caving, you have to figure out the communication, talk to each other. If it starts going down, make sure whatever you're doing for yourself stays the constant. Because if you don't keep that the constant and you start putting all of that into the relationship to try and bring it up, we're going to be so exhausted. And if it's, if it keeps not working, you're just keep depleting yourself. And that's when the tank starts like lowering, lowering, lowering. You need to be filling it up on this end. Like they say, like, put your mask on first, then put the mask on of your child. Because if you're trying to put the mask on of your child and you're losing oxygen, you might fall out and not be able to do it. You're, you lose two people, put your mask on so that you're safe so that you can think clearly, then fix this. That is like my biggest thing. Always put your mask on first, because if you're not well, you can't bring up something that's not doing well. Right. Yeah. And after being on a season back to back, it it was tough. I wouldn't say, I would say, yeah, I fell out of some routines because I was, I never experienced a relationship before that needed that much. And it shouldn't have needed that much effort. It shouldn't be that hard. Just FYI. Like, if it does, I felt like it might need extra effort because we had been through such an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. I don't believe normal relationships should, I mean, normal, normal is like mm-hmm. thing. everyone goes through different things. Like there might be like a loss or someone's job. I can only imagine with the shit with the pandemic people are going through Yeah, extra hard things right now. And if you're not putting your mask on that, how in the hell are you going to put the mask on for someone else if you're if you're essentially quote unquote like dying for lack of a better word mm-hmm. like losing oxygen mm-hmm. so that's that's my take on what I learned and what I will continue to bring to my other relationships and in life and hopefully someone will take that and do it do what they want with it yeah I love that's that. awesome yeah I think you know sometimes there's like a bad connotation with being selfish but I think sometimes it's good to be selfish because you need, like you said, you just have to sometimes really think about yourself and like what you need and what your needs are. And sometimes it's only best to be selfish. So I really like what you said there. Yeah. I, yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. Cause also if you spend all of your time trying to fix something or a relationship and if it ultimately ends and doesn't get better, how much time did you, it's sometimes you grieve after a relationship. I found myself grieving the relationship. Then I found myself grieving the time I lost from myself in the relationship. And that was almost harder than grieving the relationship. I was almost more mad that I got time taken away from me and my life myself. And I had, I knew I was going to have to rebuild than the relationship itself, which honestly, one says something about the relationship Two is like, I promised myself, Oh, that's never happening again there's no way you're going to catch me not doing what I need to do first. And then I'm going to show up as a better person. Anyway, it's going to be good for you for me to be selfish for a bit. So you're welcome. Exactly. (laughs) You're welcome. Yes, I love it. So would you ever consider going back onto paradise? As of now? No. Okay. Yeah. As of now? No. But I think that if you go in and just don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't judge yourself. I also was very, very, very aware of the cameras. I thought all of the producers were out to get me. So <laughs> lean on, if you just 
let it go and then pray to God, America is not just terrible to you. Just be <laughs> yourself so that you can at least say you were yourself. The hardest thing about being yourself is when America hates on you for literally being you, you can't do anything but take it personally. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, that's actually me and everyone hates it. Wow, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but take this as a personal thing because it is me. So that's the hard part about being vulnerable, but I encourage it because not everyone's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, those people don't matter. Yeah. It's like some, some people, some people don't like pizza. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean pizza is bad. Mm-hmm. It's delicious, but yeah. I don't like it. It's like how it is, but this is the also, by the way, the mindset I've like finally gotten and learned over a course of time for all the people that might be like listening to that it doesn't just happen overnight Mm -hmm. like I slept on my couch for two weeks with Demi sleeping catty corner to me because I couldn't get out couldn't get off my couch enough to like go to my room to go to sleep because I didn't I wanted to like watch tv to go to sleep to distract me from the situation that that was happening Mm -hmm. so it does take time and I know a lot of people are going through a lot right now 2019 was my worst year. I, I, so I won't even say 2020. I've been luckier than luckier than a lot. I mean, not to compare, but I feel mentally, I guess, mm-hmm. more sound. But I think that's because 2019 prepped my mentality to go into a shit year that was 2020. Mm-hmm. I was having the shit year of 2019. So yeah, it's been interesting. So if people are going through it, it's not overnight. Like my mindset did not happen in a click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Um, and in terms of, so Tasha's season, we feel like had some of like the best guys ever. And we were wondering if there was like any guy that kind of like stood out to you that you could see yourself, like even just getting to know, like once the world goes back to whatever normal is going to look like. <laughs> I know what's normal. Um, well, I'm talking to someone right now, but mm. but if I were to have to pick someone to get to know, that is tough. <laughs> you can give us more than one person. You know who's really cute, Spencer. Mm. I did hear that I did hear from like I don't know. I think he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think he should get, get into modeling. If anything, uh, I also think, I think Ivan was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Ivan is like literally such a good human. That's like the example of like, you're going to be perfect for someone, but it's not me. Like I'm speaking as if I'm Tasha. I don't know if she really thought that, but like mm-hmm. Ivan was, that's what it looked like. Oh, you're going to be perfect for somebody, probably multiple hundreds of girls, maybe. Mm-hmm. But particular Ivan that's nothing against you son because you seem great to me so mm-hmm. Ivan seemed really great and so did Brendan yes the tops the tops always seem pretty good I actually yeah actually wasn't attracted to Zach good thing <laughs> available anymore <laughs> what I'm saying is like I wouldn't have picked him as a person that I would yeah. have just have been getting to know more but not nothing against him. It just wasn't an attraction for me. But yes, I guess Ivan, really cute and super, seems like a great human. Spencer was gorgeous. And I don't really remember the rest. That's okay. Those I, are I like the, yeah. Ivan and Brendan were like our top faves. So Brendan, yeah, his eyes. Mm. I know. I'm a sucker for kind eyes. 
I don't care about the color as long as they're kind. Yes. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to look at me like, like, like you're gonna say something nice all the time. Where <laughs> 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 they are, I, it just, they just need to look like you're about to say something nice. <laughs> Good energy. I'm sensitive, and I need that kind energy coming towards me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. That's awesome. Yeah. So on a whole other note, we saw on your Instagram that you were in the prom musical on Netflix starring amazing actors such as James Corden, Nicole Kidman, and Meryl Streep. So what was that experience like? How did you even like book this project and were you able to meet any of them? Oh my gosh. Yes. So yes, yes, and yes. That experience <laughs> was amazing. Um, that is what I came into the dance world to do. I at one point, probably for like six months of my whole dance career. And I've been dancing since I was two, professionally dancing since I was very young. Um, at one point I was like, should I be a tour dancer? Like, do I want to go on tour with Ariana Grande? <laughs> oh, I had the opportunity to. Wow. And then I was scared. I literally was like, I don't want to do, the tour dancers are, by the way, don't get enough credit. They're doing like 16 hour days, at least straight dancing again, 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 just like mm-hmm. their bodies are going through it. And in all honesty, I was like, I honestly don't know. I can handle it, but that's going straight back to LSU college days. And like, <laughs> how long can I last? Mm-hmm. Uh, but would honestly, if I got the direct, like, if I got the direct ask from Brian and Scott, I wouldn't say no, but, uh, for the experience. I'd probably bow out after one, <laughs> one round, but I love, I love doing movies and musicals specifically. I've always wanted to do musicals. I was in, um, I danced in Pitch Perfect at one point. So like, that's my, that's my dream is to do musicals or for movies and to do commercials. So this was something I got through my dance agent. I have an agent in LA, shout out to Clear Talent Group. And they always have my back on these things. Um, mm-hmm. They sent me to the audition for, actually they sent me to the audition for people that are my age. And I apparently didn't look the part, which I'm I'm thankful for, but they were like, you look like you're a high schooler. I was like, <laughs> tight. So that's <laughs> awesome. Cause it was for 30 and up. Mm-hmm. And that meant everyone, like there were 70 year olds at my audition and the audition was wow easy we were doing like step ball change like step 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 tap mm-hmm. easy I was like if I don't have this audition it's got to be personal <laughs> yeah well it was but and the like people that were like 70 years old it reminded me of my dance teachers they were amazing they were they were so like ready to be in this movie and most of them dead book it then I went to the high school audition and I was like oh I do look like a high schooler I didn't realize <laughs> um everyone was 18. I think I, at one point we all said like, who's the old, once we got picked, they're like, oh, who's the oldest? And they kept going up in age and like people raising their hand. And then someone didn't raise their hand for the age that was below me. And I was like, shit. <laughs> they said my, they were like 28. And I was like, and I, found out I was the oldest. And so I was the oldest of the group, mm. but the audition experience was amazing. Everyone was so fun to work with. Um, I met Meryl, I met Nicole, I met James, I met everyone, Keegan, Michael Keyes, so funny. Meryl Streep is honestly a comedian. Oh my goodness. She has like those like 
complaints, not complaints. Let me not say that she complains because Meryl doesn't complain. She, it's like the fun, she's not complaining when she says it. She's just, she's making a joke out of like a situation. Like she'll be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's hot in here, darling. I don't know. She just says stuff. And I think, mm-hmm. so I would just die laughing at almost everything she said. Cause she just has like the sarcastic remark to say to things. Yeah. That is like perfect. And Nicole seemed like s- such a theater theater nerd in the best, I say that in the best way, mm-hmm. like most endearing way. I mean, like she was so fun. Um, I did get to meet them. I was like Nicole's back left most of the time when she was in a scene um, to where like, if she was going to go one way, I would kind of like be the dancer that guides her because mm-hmm. like, they have to worry about a gazillion different things plus the dancing. So they get, they do the dancing, which is amazing, but they're not in our rehearsals all the time. So sometimes, and I, you can never blame them. Like if they get a little lost for a second, you're kind of like guiding them. So I was like mm-hmm. her back the guide, which was also just such a fun experience, honestly. The whole thing was great. And Casey, who is the choreographer, um, also choreographed on Broadway. Um, he was also very nice and I had so I just had fun that's so cool that's yeah. awesome it was just fun and I'm, I hope I get to do another and it shut down the LA lockdown happened the week that we wrapped so wow. we wrapped and then we were like oh my god that movie we're gonna actually it's gonna be able to come to fruition they're gonna be able to edit they have all the scenes and everything because like it's finally just now shutting down wow that's crazy Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, pretty perfect, perfect timing. But yeah, I got to meet everyone. That's and so Meryl Streep. Cool. Don't get me wrong. If I fangirl over anyone in this whole world, it's going to be Meryl. <laughs> Hand on my shoulder, I'm not going to lie. Twice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> telling me that she was hot. And another time it was this shoulder. And I'm not the person to be like, they touched me. Okay, but mm-hmm. I'm doing it for Meryl. She freaking touched me once after rehearsal and she said bye just like bye like devil wears prada bye (gasps) oh iconic me devil wears prada like bye to my shoulder and i was like it's okay i'm a peasant i'm gonna eat a square of cheese like whatever (laughs) (laughs) uh, what what do you need i will go get all the outfits from the like i felt like i was in devil wears prada in that very moment i'm like i'm emily oh so yeah i'm not washing the shirt after that (laughs) (laughs) literally i was like did anyone, did everyone see that? She touched my shoulder. She said bye to me. Yeah. Um, usually I'm just like, oh, it's a celebrity or like an actor because in dance world, you're, you can't act like that because there's celebrities that come in all the time looking for dancers. So you don't act like that. And I've always been raised not to act any sort of way, but I don't know. There's something about Meryl Streep's presence. I didn't freak. I just said, bye back. I said it like a little girl. Bye. I didn't know. Katie, where was she? She wasn't there. I left her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And we wanted to ask you what, obviously, I know with quarantine in, in 2020 was kind of crazy, but what have you been up to? Like, what are you currently working on right now? I'm working on, honestly, I'm, I'm, I used to be really weird about it, but I'm just trying to take on the role of doing Instagram as my job and taking it seriously. Because there are girls out here that have been doing it from day one. And I'm like, if I have the opportunity, I'm in sales. Like, I've been in sales before. I'm like, if I have the opportunity, like, 
I want to try and I want to do my best and, and treat it as a real job. Mm -hmm. So I have been learning quite a bit because like it's, there's so much to learn in social media marketing that I had no idea. And I feel like I jumped to a certain point, but I just got, cause because of bachelor and thankfully mm -hmm. I do want to learn all the ins and outs of it because I do want to take it seriously. And I think it is actually a lot of fun if done the right way. Like, I don't want to just like not, not use what I was given and I feel very thankful for. So I'm actually mm -hmm. in the process of, I hired a, or I have like an intern and hired her who mm -hmm. has worked with social media, like influencers and bloggers, specifically bloggers. Cause I'm like, bloggers are the original. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what a blogger does because the bloggers mm -hmm. have that schedule. They like, they're posting, they know what they're doing. So mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm diving into it to learn more so I can take it more seriously. Cause it was making me feel like, it was making me feel not sh like shame. It wasn't shame. It was like when people would be like, what do you do for work? I was like, Instagram. I want to be able to say like, I'm doing social media and I'm working my ass off doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm kind of like picking up the mat or two, like, and no, no shame to people doing that. Cause you're freaking lucky. But like, I want to be able to do or to know what's kind of going on and control it. Cause I feel like if I don't have control over it, this relevance from bachelor it's going to keep getting further and further from the bachelor. So I want to have something that's more solid and not have to go back to medical sales, especially with the pandemic. I'm like, I want to try to be able to control my future through this platform that I have been given. So I've been diving into that and learning from someone who actually just graduated from LSU. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so I was like, listen, I am going to step down. I'm very like, I, I need you to teach me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to call myself the CEO. I'll make the ultimate decisions, but you're the COO and you mm -hmm. can talk to me. Yeah, it's awesome. There's a, there's a lot to learn about social media. I had like a social media internship a couple summers ago and like, I thought I knew a good amount, but there is like so much to know. It's actually crazy. Actually crazy. Like I really thought, oh, I know this. I've post stories. I can post pictures. No, the planning, the analytics, the the swipe up. So this, the, that, I know it seems, I, and I'm not trying to complain. Like it's great. I'm very lucky. At one point I like, yeah, I just feel like it's so much more than I ever thought it would be. It should, I, I think it is a classes in college now, but back when I was in college, they didn't have those classes. So I knew nothing of the sort. And so it's definitely a big learning curve, but I'm excited to do it. Cause I'm just, you know, trying to take it seriously. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, good luck to you with that. I think, I think you'll do great. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, it also helps me figure out kind of where, like me, it's mm -hmm. like, it's helping me with my self-expression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How I'm going to show that to people. But other than that, I've been timing, taking care of Bear. Amazing. Um, trying to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now with like Matt's season, have you been watching his season? I have. I didn't watch last night. That's Okay. Um, but from the episodes you have watched, what do you have like a final four and who do you think he will end up with, if anyone? I don't have a final four. I'm getting the gist that Katie goes far, which honestly, out of pure je jealousy, I don't want her to go too far because I just want me to be the Katie, but it's okay. She <laughs> <can be> the <laughs> 
sorry, Katie, you <laughs> great. You seem so great. You should go far, but for jealousy purposes only, I don't want you to go far. Um, <laughs> I think that Brie, I really like Brie mm. and Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> I like those two. Yeah. Good choice. Those are my top two. What about y'all? Abigail is definitely up there for me. Um, Brie and Rachel, I think, are going to make it far. And I think maybe Serena P, after watching last night's episode, might make it far. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree. I really liked Abigail um, and Brie. Like you said, those are like yeah. my favorite girls. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Abigail and Brie, they just give me like good vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so- I just want to hang out with them. Yeah, they seem relatable, natural. Mm-hmm. Nothing seems too forced. I feel like I can breathe when I'm watching. Mm-hmm. When you're holding your breath, it's never a good sign. Right. Faster. <laughs> yeah, never good. Exactly. So before uh, we let you go, we just have a couple questions from our listeners. Uh, they wrote in, we asked if they had any burning questions for you. And one was, was it easy transitioning back to normal life after being in the bachelor lifestyle for a while? Um, I feel yes and yeah, no, because I feel honestly the, the height of everything, I guess it didn't after Colton season, it didn't feel so normal and then got on paradise. And then after paradise, nothing felt normal. It was very hard to trans. I didn't really get to transition. And then right when I was starting to transition, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And so then everyone yeah. had to do a transition. <laughs> so now I'm kind of just in everyone's zone right now of it's everything's up in the air, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I got a full chance to transition, but I yeah. kind of also, I'm, I'm a bit of a homebody. So I low key liked that my transition was transitioned straight to the couch. Yeah. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> I, a, like a lovely transition for me, honestly, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's relatable for a lot of people. I went straight mm-hmm. to the couch as well. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I I'm that person that enjoys it. I know a lot of people are like, I gotta leave. I'm like, I don't gotta leave. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I like, I, I would like to do some things, but like overall I've done like majority of the things I've wanted to do. I stayed super quarantined. I did go to England but I did all the precautions I I told myself I would stop explaining myself to people and stop being worried about what people think I went so that's the truth I did take all the precautions I did get a COVID test before I got a COVID test to test the test and release to test out mm-hmm. um, yeah I did everything I could and wore a mask washed my hands mm-hmm. did the whole thing but do what you got to do I mean England's yeah. worth it we love England so we love England was worth it guys I went to London yeah I, I only really got four days after between my quarantine there and then I was free and then they went into full national lockdown I was like tight I got four mm-hmm. days to do London but it was four days was plenty because I just packed everything in I was like I'm going to duck and waffle I'm going to the eye I'm going to do this I'm going I gotta go to sketch I gotta go to Peggy portions right now <laughs> like I gotta do everything and uh-huh. then I quarantined in the countryside, which was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, I miss London so much. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to go back. 
Uh-huh. I want to go to Sketch. That's the one place we didn't get to go. I know. I- we never made it to Sketch. That was, yeah. one, that was the last place I went before quarantine. It was del- it was my last supper. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, then quarantine hit. But I did go to Sketch. It was delicious. The mm-hmm. butter they have, they butter, they serve you. It's called the truth on the thing. <laughs> they call it the truth. And I'm like, what's the truth? And it's butter. And I was like, that's epic. It's so iconic. Oh my that's God. That's so cool. Love. Well, for our next trip to London, we'll go. We'll, we'll make it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last question that we have for you is where do you see yourself in a few years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listeners want to know. <laughs> I hope that I see myself happy. I see myself happy. I see myself, wow, well, we don't even know. One year does so much, but I see myself happy, preferably like. Although I want to be like super happy with myself, I do want to be with someone in a few years. I'll be 30 something. So I want to be with someone. I want to have like start that next chapter of my life sometime in the next like couple of years. Yeah. I'm ready to do that. I'm like, now I'm just like, when's that happening? <laughs> someone come pull me for a chat. Just kidding. Close for a chat by the fire. <laughs> like the guy I basically yeah facetime all the time talking to dating he's from london so or he's from england so i feel like i'm on love island every day what part of that's england awesome. are you from um oxfordshire oh, okay sure oh. oxfordshire Ox- yeah we we visited oxford i don't is that in, i don't know if that's in the same area but yeah. okay yeah, I didn't visit Oxford, so <laughs> I know nothing, but I do know Oxford is there. <laughs> yeah, we felt, we felt so posh when we were around yeah. there, like, oh. Oh, didn't we go get tea while we were there? We got, yeah. like, we went for, like, a traditional tea in Oxford. It was so oh, much like fun. Oh, high tea? Yeah. Yeah, high tea, yeah. Yep. Posh, yeah, and I I love the posh accent. Yes, I feel like I feel like I'm also watching the. I've been also watching The Crown. I oh, just God. and Bridgerton. It's been a triple <laughs> triple whammy. Like between Bridgerton, The Crown, and Love Island UK, at this point, I need a I need a double like a dual citizenship. Yeah, yeah you got you got to go back. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I live here now. <laughs> uh, Bridgerton's so good. We're big oh, Bridgerton fans too. Love the whole thing. Oh yeah, same. I think I did it in one day. Over. So good. Yeah. I need this uh, second season. I'm like, come on, we need more. Sometimes it needs to get to writing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take a pause on Grays. I hope that's. I hope that I love Grays as well. Mm-hmm. I hope that she's pausing on that because I need a Bridgerton season two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The books. I'm reading the second book right now, and I highly recommend. Like, really good. Yeah, the books. So she's already wrote it. <laughs> Sean's yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's eight, there's eight books for like each of the Bridgerton kids, like a story mm-hmm. on each of them. And the second one's on Anthony and it's really good. Oh, that's totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to read the books. So good. Yeah. I, I need to definitely read them as that's well. A, that's a cool way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of reminds me a little bit of like how Gossip Girl went off on a, the A-list or whatever, like notorious mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. So before we let you go, we wanted to give you a chance to um, let our listeners know where they can follow you and plug anything you would like to. Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at 
Katie Mo with two E's, K A T I E E Mo or Katie Emo. It's please. <laughs> I am emotional, so it fits. Um, and then on TikTok at Hello Katie Mo, just one E, Hello Katie Mo. And then Twitter is same thing, Hello Katie Mo. And yeah, I have nothing to plug yet. <laughs> But there will be things soon. So you got to follow me because then that's how obviously you get all the deets. Big thing coming. 2021 is everyone's year. <laughs> Let us pray. Please. It better be. <laughs> Good things have to be coming. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was really fun. Thank you so much. It was so nice you to know. virtually meet you and talk with you. It was so yeah. nice to chat with you guys. <laughs> we had a proper chat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're so glad we could talk to someone else about Love Island and like our addiction Love about it. it. So <laughs> glad you brought it up. I have, I mean, I've binged season six with Angela on Hulu Watch Party. Oh, that's you know the Watch Party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So me and Angela do Hulu Watch Party and then we're on season five now. We're going backwards and I'm just finding out about this Molly May and Tommy stuff. I don't know how far you guys are, what seasons. I literally. We watch them all. I am yeah. a- Mm-hmm. I think it is amazing and I love knowing all of the UK stuff because it makes me able to like talk to like him more because I'm yeah. like oh, yeah you're mugging me like blah 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 like, <laughs> oh just bin that bin it like the bin instead of a trash can like I feel like I know everything at this point. so mm-hmm. it's, it's I love fun. season four yeah the the early seasons are just as good they're all so good everyone's been telling me season three so that one's good yeah, I mean, they're all great. <laughs> I'm sure they're all great. I'm just, I'm now in season five, like early, early days. Like I'm in season <laughs> five, early days. Um, yeah. Like Danny and um, like Yawande is still there. I don't oh, know. Yes. yes. Danny, Molly Mae, Tommy. Molly Mae's just now freaking out because she's just realizing she likes Tommy when the new girl who's very sexual walks in. Mora. Yes. <laughs> Mora, yeah, covers like, yeah, she she's a handful. She's a handful. <laughs> but that's where she I am. Is. Mora is entering and going on the dates. I'm right there. We're like Amber and Michael have the uh, argument about being childish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, childish. <laughs> I loved Amber and Mike. <laughs> oh, everyone's telling me also that they loved Amber. So I'm excited to see her grow because at first I was like, she seems so bratty. Oh, for sure. You. You learn to love her. You will learn to yeah, love her. Yeah, learning to love her because I'm like, oh, at this point, it's just Amber. That's the thing. In Bachelor, you wouldn't be able to see the progression of an Amber. Right. You- exactly. To how do we? Lo- how do? How does the guy like her? The guy mm-hmm. liked her on the Bachelor because he saw the progression from bratty to not bratty. Mm-hmm. Same bratty. So like, mm-hmm. I love the. That's what I love about Love Island because you wouldn't really necessarily love amber so much if you just saw her episode one right (laughs) episode five and then episode like it's not the same unless you see like the progression yeah yeah well we can pitch a new show to abc do a batch (laughs) love island merge or something i just think that's how they should do paradise yeah that would be so be awesome maybe do like three even if you don't if you don't have the time or the editors to do which i'm sure they do (laughs) every single day do like three straight days of the week, like three straight days, but not three straight days five months later. Yeah, right. Three straight days of paradise, and then give people on paradise like a little break. Like, do it while we're there because just go fast. Like, just edit mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. 
like make it as real as possible. If you can't produce mm-hmm. it fast, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> I think exactly. Exactly. Island's doing something right. Clearly. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think they could take like a little piece and make it like, or at least do it at the same time. So mm-hmm. you know, in real life time, what's going on. I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So great. Yeah. That's my obsession. <laughs> <Island. laughs> we love it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank really you. Love- um happy to have you you guys have a good day thank you you too so nice to meet you bye-bye all right everyone we hope you enjoyed the interview with katie mo like i said before she was amazing and we thank her so so much for being on the show um and yeah we would love if you guys all followed us on spotify like we told you last week we are out on our own on spotify and on apple Podcasts. so you can subscribe on apple follow on spotify and if you do subscribe on apple be sure to give us a five star rating and leave a comment and we would love to hear from you guys and as always Make sure you follow our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Yes, and as always, don't forget to tune in this Friday for our weekly recap of Matt's season of The Bachelor, plus our interview with special guest David Rabbits from Becca Kufrin's season of The Bachelorette, and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And of course, we will talk to you, Bachelor bitches this Friday and next week on the bachelor degree. Bye guys. Bye everyone.